Hello and welcome to Crusher Talk. I am your friend Haley Crusher Kane, coming to you from Detroit slash Hamtramck, Michigan, and I have to report that the Gnome Dome, the Gnome Domicile, as we call our little 1926 home, has amazing wallpaper almost all the way throughout the living room. It's a dark blue with like a kind of shiny copper floral motif. And oh my gosh, has it changed the vibe. Plus, I am currently sitting in a beautiful um, 130 or 150-year-old chair um, and couch combo that we got um, in the suburbs. I'm not sure if I told you guys about that, but we did not have any furniture for a long time, and so this is a big deal. Sitting in this beautiful chair, uh, we definitely need some pillows for these couches and chairs because it's they're a little bit... Just lacking without. I mean, I don't I don't know. I think pillows are something that have they have endured throughout history and the Victorian era. So I imagine we need pillows to go with these pieces of furniture. I digress. Um I am here to check in with you to share some thoughts about the past few weeks and just give you a little dose of Crusher verse sparkle. So let's do it. Uh, Craveworthy, I'm going to keep that real brief this week. I have been cooking like crazy. I always am. Well, when I'm in a good place, I always am. When I'm not in a good place, I'm eating out too much, which is just not the best. Um, but I just want to shout out something prepackaged, easy to procure, something you can find at CVS. In fact, I found this at my local CVS in Hamtramck, and that is the Pepperidge Farm Cookie, the Dark chocolate extra crispy variety. These are my favorite cookie. I'm not even like the most crispy of a cookie girl. I do like like kind of a soft cookie usually, but these are crispy. They are salty. They are sweet, tiny bit chewy, dark chocolate, fantastic. Just feel like you guys need to know about that if you haven't already. I'm all about those Milano's. That's, is that what they're called? Milano's? The Milano cookies as well. The kind of you know what I'm talking about. They're smooth. They have like the dark chocolate in the middle. And if you go on Pepperidge Farm like cookie on Reddit, which I did to, to see if anyone else feels this way about this specific dark chocolate thin crispy cookie, everyone is talking mad shit about Pepperidge Farm. And I like Pepperidge Farm. So I'm, you know, sometimes it's shocking. Sometimes it's just shocking when you are the minority on the internet. Sad but true. The, the Haley Kane story. Okay, moving on. We have a new tee out, a new um, t-shirt. Uh, this t-shirt was screen printed by our friend Karen at Knockout Prints Detroit, and it is beautiful. I've teased this quite a bit, but um, it's a two-color tee. It's a homage <laughs> to uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or like I, I like to say, Cold Stone Steve Austin, because everyone remembers Cold Stone. That was a weird time, wasn't it, in the mid-2000s? Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Crusher 316, stole, we're calling it the Stone Cold Crusher tee, is out now. It's two colors. It's pink and white. Very, very cool. And it is an homage to the 90s Attitude Era wrestling time. So if that's not something that interests you, you may not be in on the joke for me I remember like Hulk Hogan like I was not a big uh Stone Cold Steve Austin fan so this is really Dr. Kane taking over the screen printing press and doing his own thing and I have to say the design is really cool 
Um, it is like the skull that Stone Cold Steve Austin would wear on his like ridiculous leather vest. <laughs> and um, I do love that it's like that, you know, uh, you have to look, you have to watch the video, you know, showing his his famous speech when he talks about um, Bible verses and, you know, uh, 316, he, you know, it's a whole thing. I will link to it in the notes. However, I don't need to explain the joke to you because you probably already get it. I'm just a weirdo who only remembers The Undertaker, Hulk Hogan. I think that's it. And like The Rock because, I mean, come on, The Rock, the greatest actor of our generation. Um, so, yeah, the tea's out now. It's on Bandcamp if you want it. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive than our normal shirts because it is two color, but it's exactly the quality you can expect from us. Thin Nice depositive ink, very nice. Karen did a great job. Very soft, high quality. This is not a gilded beefy tea, okay? We are, as I like to say, a t-shirt company that sometimes makes music. So we do care. We care about you. We don't want you to get chafed nipples. Um, all right, what else? <clears throat> we do have a new video premiering at the end of the month. Um, it's a lyric video, and that's exciting. Uh, more on that soon. It is for the song Broken Window, which has been kind of this weird breakout. I mean, I hate to say hit because we know that none of our none of the Crushers tunes are really commercial successes. But this is a song that people have been connecting to quite a bit. It's a song about codependency. It's a little bit more of an uh, intimate song than what we normally do. Um, so we ch chose to do a video and... Um, I, we filmed it on the People Mover, and it's a, it's a lyric video, so people can kind of, I don't know, commune with the lyrics, get in touch with the lyrics. Sometimes, uh, I don't know, like, I remember being a kid and, like, listening to music and reading the liner notes from the CDs and checking out to see what the artist was saying and, like, trying to understand the poetry and half the time not understanding any of it, especially when it was Beck and none of his lyrics make any sense. It's all just, like, random texture. Um... But yeah, uh, it's a lyric video coming out at the end of the month. It is my birthday month. Hello, Geminis. Um, it's also kitten season in Hamtramck, we're realizing. There are kittens and cats everywhere. They are making love in the streets. They are eating random trash and other small animals just around. Kittens are crawling out from under the stoops of the various houses in my neighborhood we are hearing very disturbing cat noises in the night. Uh, it is kitten season. There are a couple groups here in Hamtramck that do take care of um, stray cats and kittens, but it's 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 a it's kind of like the task of picking up trash in the neighborhood, which you know I'm still doing. But it's one of those things where you think, well, one of these days I'll be done, but you won't be done. It's like the dishes; they just keep piling up. You got to keep doing it. It's a practice not a destination. It's a lifestyle. So you just got to go with it. So it is kitten season. Just letting you guys know that. Uh, please spay and neuter your animals. Um, it's horrifying. There's like way too many cats out here. Uh, it's like the scourge of the streets um, and they're adorable. Um, what else? It is tulip season. Oh my gosh. So that's a whole new thing for us. So cool to see the different colors of tulips. Uh, my friend Heather has black tulips and I'd never seen one before. I assumed they were black. They're not just black. They are this purpley, blackish, reddish, beautiful hue. And it's always fun when you experience a new color you've never seen before. And you're like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. That's a new color. It's almost like you're expanding your vision. Um, 
So everywhere we go, we look at all of the beautiful tulips. It's so fun to see ones that have little stripes or like a combination yellow-orange tulip. Like, you know, these are exotic for us West Coast California people where I try to explain to people here, like, our flowers are delicate. Like, take, for instance, the California poppy. Um, beautiful, especially during super bloom, which is happening right now, maybe um, at the tail end of super bloom in California, on the central coast, in um, Carrizo Plains and a couple other places. Um, beautiful. They can carpet an entire uh, mountainside. But when you get close up to these flowers, they are delicate. They're like tissue paper. These are flowers that are here for a moment and then they're gone. Very ephemeral. Tulips are hardy. They are hardy, hardy, hardy flower. They're a husky flower. They need cold to survive. They need a real cold I'm, I'm going to say frost, but I might be wrong. Just cold temperature. I'm assuming frost because they come out from under the snow, basically. Um, they are – I like to say they have sort of an exo, exoskeleton comparatively when you compare with some of the fragile wildflowers that are famous on the West Coast. And it's just like these little guys are just bam. They are – they're chunky. They're chunky little flowers, and it's really fun to see just – all the different colors, and I'm always amazed that they just they, – they literally grow straight up out of the ground like a cartoon, and they just don't really go anywhere. I mean, they will eventually, but it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I'm enjoying tulip season. Um, what else? we got a new drummer. We Actually, it's going to be our second ever drummer named Gabe. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Gabe. Um, new drummer. I'll talk more about him soon. I feel like it's a little premature, but he has – blown us away. Incredible drummer, just so much energy, learned all the songs. We had a bit of a drummer tryout period that was like, we called it drummer hell week, even though it was only a few drummers that we tried out. You know, it's stressful. Um, and uh, yeah, we found a fantastic person that we're just really thrilled to play with. And we had practice with him a couple days ago. He's just awesome. And I'm, a, I'm really looking forward to sharing him with you guys. And I will definitely share more soon on that front. We are playing Motor City Pride on June 10th and cannot wait. We're playing at, a, I think, around 4.30 um, downtown Detroit. And I will share more next week probably when I have a little bit more details and I'll link to that event coming up so soon. Um, so we're excited for that. Um, what else? I've been going – well, I went to my first ever flash fiction group in Hamtramck. It was held at Book Suey which is a book co-op in Hamtramck that's walking distance from the house, from the Gnome Dome. Really, really enjoy that store. It's got a lot of new releases, but also some used stuff. It's got kids' books. It's a great little shop, and it is a co-op, so it's community-owned. Um, and they were hosting a free public open flash fiction event. I had never been to one. I know that like flash fiction can mean short fiction, and I enjoy short fiction. I enjoy essays. I enjoy quick little doses of fiction. Um, but I'd never been to one before and I went to my first one and it was amazing. Not only were the people that were there really cool and I got to meet some like-minded folks that were interested in zine making and interested in uh, poetry and interested in – not that I'm interested in poetry because I'm not, but you know what I mean. Uh, interested in submitting to literary journals and just that whole community of writing that is not necessarily pertaining to – journalism, which is what I've been in for the past 10 years. I'm a journalist and it's been really freeing. And I will tell you what this 
whole flash fiction group pertains like what it is. You can do it at home because it was so useful, you guys. If you are a writer or you're looking to do more writing, creative writing, try this. So essentially the leader of the group, which was uh, a dude named Eli, nice dude. Um, not that <laughs> so vague, like you guys give it, like you guys give a care. Anyways, uh, Eli or, or whoever the leader of your group, or perhaps this is just you, goes online and goes to randomwordgenerator.com. No joke. And you just generate a word. And from that word, you time for about five minutes and you write about it and you just go, you flow. The best part about this is you are, you have to do it so quickly and it's so fast and it's so just intense and fast that you create ideas and concepts you've never even considered before. And that's just really cool to me. It's almost like the idea of jumping off of a cliff into a body of water. Like you know you're going to jump off, but you don't know what that experience is necessarily going to entail once you jump. Like are you going to belly flap? Are you going to do a cannonball? Are you going to dive? You kind of just have to jump in the air. You're falling through time and space. You're writing. You're writing, 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 writing. And it really bypasses that critical voice in your head if you have that. And I just really loved it. It was freeing. It was playful. And then afterwards, we each shared our little bit of fiction. And we all had such different, you know, from different words. Like, I think one of the words was slant. One of the words was, I think, dominate. Um... One of the words was campaign and just all these interesting words and like seeing how each person took it and ran with it is just so refreshing. And then you could share it or not share it, whatever, but I love it. And if you guys ever just feel stuck, try it. Um, I assume this could be a good, a good um, concept, a good uh, tool for songwriting, perhaps for generating ideas for paintings or any sort of visual art form. Um, it's just a great way to like free your mind. And I was skeptical at first that my mind would be that playful, but something about the timed essence of it really does bypass that part of you that tries to uh, control and perfect. So chef's kiss. I loved it. Flash fiction at book suey co-op down the street. Um, I'm also enjoying a podcast about writing right now since I am doing more creative writing and it's called the shit no one tells you about writing. And what I appreciate about this podcast is first, the candor of professionals in the writing field that actually are involved in publishing, that are liter you know involved with literary agents. I think there actually is a literary literary agent on the podcast, and they actually critique different writers' query level query letters and the first five pages of their submissions. And that sounds like a stressful thing to listen to, but it's actually not. It's actually like this wonderful bite-sized bit of like a story or an idea or a book, whatever. And you get this bite-sized concept, and then this, there's sort of this puzzle of how to first showcase the the best part of that story in the first few pages, as well as consolidate that down to a 300-word query letter, which I just find it fun because it's a little bit like a puzzle. And like with journalism, that's so much of what I like about journalism is that when you are writing a feature story, you only have so much space, and you have to consolidate the quotes that you have and the details that you have and kind of piece them all together. Um, so I find it really scratches that itch for me. And uh, just somebody who's really investing in creative writing at the moment, it's just like really fun to imagine and fantasize about getting to that point of having a finished manuscript. Um, I find it not stressful, but actually kind of delightful. And it also reminds me that there are people all over the world every day, thousands and thousands of people putting things out into the world, submitting things, writing things, creating things. And when you are going from a different mode than you normally am, for me, it's journalism into creative writing again, 
or songwriting into creative writing, it's really nice to just have that concept of like everyone's out there doing this or a lot of people are. We're writing shitty first drafts and it's okay. And it's like you find this little community in that space. Um, so that's been really nice. I like that podcast a lot. Um, what else? The Schwitz Spa. So I went to an old 1930s Jewish spa that is re – I would say it's redone, but it's not really. It's basically just what it was in the 30s but reopened. Um, and it's beautiful. It's old. Stained glass windows, taxidermy, just exactly what you would expect. Dark. <laughs> um, you know, kind of older. Um, the, the locker room was very clean and modern though, by the way. Um but I had never actually been to one of these sort of bathhouses and it was really interesting. It was really cool. I'm not usually one that's like into like the sauna, but I went with a group of girls. We went into like the wet and the dry sauna and into the plunge pool and just had a really good time. And there was also like massage and tarot readings and all sorts of uh, different things, facials and stuff going on. And it was just like a really cool environment to see. And like the thing that really I was like the most intrigued with was there was a woman in the was it the wet the wet sauna, which my god, that's a hard one to, to hang out in for too long. The wet sauna who was slapping people with um leaves, which I guess is an old kind of ancient uh, self-care ritual. And I was a little bit intimidated to try it, but it was really fun to watch um this woman slap this other woman with leaves and like, I don't know, I guess it's relaxing. I just found it so fascinating and like we'll see if I can work up the courage to to do this but um it was interesting and it's it's an old Detroit tradition I don't know if you're in or around the Detroit area if you find yourself here go to the Schwitz there's a couple hours a week that are just for women only there's also men only and then there's co-ed for families I think so um yeah go check it out it was, it was really cool um it was a new experience for me uh finished eight weeks of yoga and that class is over, but I wanted to share with you what I learned. And I think the most important thing I learned is based on the fact that there are, there were a lot of older people in the class. And when I say older, I mean like sixties, maybe older than that. Um, they were in the class and it was a very low impact class. And I think the thing that I took away from it was just this idea of slow and steady. And like, you don't have to be the best at yoga in the world. Um, but you do have to continually stretch your body and be limber and have patience with yourself and have that practice throughout your life if you want to be a badass when you're older. And these people that were in the class, some of them had limited mobility, range of mobility. Some of them weren't as flexible as the younger people. But they're there. They're doing it. They're putting in the work. And I just found it really inspiring. And it made me feel like, why would I ever stop doing this? You know, it's like some of these things are just, just, they only give good. They only give good. So, um, screw the yoga class that makes you feel like you have to be the best at yoga or everyone's super hot. Like go to the ones where there's a bunch of old people and they're all like almost touching their toes and they're trying hard and like see yourself in their shoes and just be like, I'm going to do that someday. I don't know. It was just, it, it was a really great way to think about, I don't know, the practice of yoga and how you can incorporate it into your life, not to be an annoying hippie. Namaste. Um, what else? Um, I have not been drinking, which has been a really eye-opening experience. I am at about just after, just past 90 days alcohol-free. Um, I think that's that's been a huge eye-opener in terms of like what I enjoy, what I don't enjoy. <laughs> and I think it's I, – I encourage everyone to try it and see what stuff you were doing where alcohol was involved that you thought was fun because 
I'll give you, I'm sorry about the rude awakening, but there's definitely some things that I do now that I'm like, huh, I don't need to stay at this event this long. I could leave an hour early. And it's just interesting to see how, you know, not, not changing your consciousness, not dropping out of reality, not, you know, off ramping into another kind of state of being, which is what we do when we, uh, consume alcohol or, binge watch a TV show. I mean, it's all really the same thing. It's just sort of off ramping the human experience and trying to exit off of it and kind of dropping out of it, which, you know, life is stressful. Life is hectic. Life life is sometimes tragic and difficult and overwhelming. Um, But I think the main thing I've learned from my alcohol-free time here has been about um, other ways that I can have that release valve in my life. And really relying not only on sweets and sugar, because let me tell you, I've been eating a lot more sugar (laughs) and sweets, but also like exercising more. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's like when you remove certain uh, release valves, you kind of have to find something else. And exercising, journaling, like these are healthy things, like going on really long walks throughout the city. Um, These are really, these are things that you do when like you feel good in your body and you're not, you know, I hate to say it, but putting poison in your body. So it's been really cool. It's been eye-opening. Alcohol is such a cultural thing. This It's involved in everything we do. I worked as a food and wine writer for about five years, and it was, like, so comical. I got used to, like, every event, even if it was, like, a teacher appreciation event or something, like, I was covering. Like, there would be a champagne toast, and there would be, like, the white wine time and the cheese time and the cheese and wine. It's just the whole thing, right? Um It's been interesting. And as a result, I've been really getting into different kinds of non-alcoholic cocktails, which I would like to share with you now. Um, I've been really into Rishi Botanicals. This is a sparkling tea that is really good. Um, Some of them have caffeine, some don't. Um, It's very bitter and complex. So you get the complexity and the bitterness that you crave from a really nice cocktail, but it's not necessarily, you know, like going to make you feel terrible the next day. In fact, it's going to make you feel really good. Um, really like those. I also really recommend uh, the Day Trip Cherry CBD Cola, but I would not drink it straight. My first interaction with this drink was at Outer Limits Lounge in Detroit, and there was a guy next to me, and we just I, – I don't know what's happening, but I keep attracting people to me that are, like, not drinking. I think it's just a common thing. I think I've mentioned this before, but – Gen Z and a lot of the younger, you know, generation have basically uh, brought down social drinking, I think, by 30%. They're, or, or they're drinking 30% less, I guess, is more accurate. Um, it's like in the ether. It's in the air. It's not just me. This guy who's actually not Gen Z was like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just taking a break. And I'm like, that's cool. I mean, it, I've really rarely heard that in my life. Um, I'm hearing it a lot more now. Anyways, he was drinking this CBD cherry stuff. And he's like, don't get this, though. It kind of tastes like cherry medicine. I, I got one anyways, tried it. I was like, ew, it kind of does. However, if you, this is why – this is how you got to drink it. So if you buy this at the store or online, you want to mix it with about half, you know, 50-50 soda, like bubbly water to your cherry cherry um, CBD, which is very calming. Um, and then you want to put a lot of fresh lime juice in there, and it tastes exactly like a cherry limeade soda from like Sonic or something. It's really good, you guys. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with this combination. It's like a cherry limeade situation, I think. Yeah, not soda. Cherry limeade, but you're adding soda water, so it's just got this bubbliness to it. Um, So those are my two NA cocktails, if you're interested in taking a break. 
Um, what else? Sparkle of the week goes to my friend Pickle for gifting me lots and lots of plants from her garden. Um, I have yet to plant. I had yet to plant anything, and I was feeling very annoyed by that. Um, because in the Midwest, seasons do come and they do go, and you have to really take the bull by the horns and enjoy them. Um, and I knew that I was kind of missing out on this beautiful springtime period. And, you know, going to the nursery, figuring out what to plant, blah, 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 blah. It's a lot. And the fact that I have a friend who actually knows what to plant, what's good, what what, what works there, what works here, she was able to gift me with a bunch of different things, like some lilies. Um, I'm trying to blank on the other things. I'm blanking on the flowers, but it doesn't really matter. Um, my other sparkle of the week more generally goes to – Something I overheard when I was walking back from the coffee shop the other day, my phone and my earbuds had died and um, I was kind of grumpy about it. But then I was like dropping into just walking and I'm like, why is this so bad? Like I don't have to listen to an audiobook every time I go out on a walk. So I was walking. I was, I was actually like kind of enjoying it. I'm like, oh, like there's – you don't have to listen to music or whatever, podcast. I'm not sure if you guys are like me, but I really enjoy like my audio stimulation. It's just like – I love it. It just tickles me. I love it. And um, so not having that, I was like, meh, um, <laughs> trying to enjoy it. And then I crossed. There's a ton of construction happening in the Hamtramck area all over the place. And I was crossing Kniff uh, Street and there's this giant like um, just – they were doing the sewer lines or something. So it's just like this giant pit of, of despair, of chaos and, I mean, it, it's really hard for even me to – like, I had to jump down into the pit and, like, climb back out of it. And there was a, li- a little old lady in a walker who was walking on the other side. And I went, oh, God, what do we do? Um, and the construction worker went, hey, ma- uh, ma'am, can I help you um, cross the street? And offered to help her. And she was actually like, no, but thank you so much. And it was just, like, this little act of kindness – that I witnessed that I would not have witnessed if I had my earbuds in and I was thinking to myself, what a cute little moment, something I don't always get to hear or see or probably even notice if I'm just like in my own little world listening to a podcast. So that goes, that's like my, my, my greater sparkle of the week and, uh, you know, help an old lady across the street. Why not go with a classic do good, good Samaritan vibe? That's, that's old school. That's like, that's like saving a kitten, like from the tree, you know, from a kitten that's in the tree, like. That that's that's like kissing a baby on the campaign trail. It's just old school. I love it. Um, that was really nice. Oh, and also I should mention my first, and this kind of goes into my quality thought of the week or my quote of the week. Um, my first cover story for Detroit Metro Times came out, and um, I wrote the story about Henry the Hatter, which it turns 130 this year. It's Detroit's um, oldest hat shop and actually the oldest hat shop hat business in America and in, in the U.S. And um, I wrote a story. Of course, I wrote a really long story because I'm very long-winded. And I didn't expect it to be a cover story at all. But I woke up on the day that it came out. I knew it was out. Went down to the post office where they keep the Detroit Metro time stand. I, I picked it up and went, holy crap. And it was um, – the story with my byline on the cover of the Detroit Metro Times with all the photographs that my friend and colleague Alessandro, Alessandro, sorry, um, <laughs> Uribe, which is his last name, um, had um, taken. And we were, I was just floored. I was like, how cool, you know? Um, I've definitely had cover stories in the past in California, but this is my first one in Detroit. And it really did make me feel like a little bit more integrated into the 
I don't know, landscape of the city. That sounds kind of woo-woo, but like, I don't know, something about just waking up and having that be the reality and be like, oh, my name's on the cover and I wrote this story about this really cool historic place. I really enjoyed writing this story. All the people involved were really lovely and it's exactly the kind of story I like, this half human interest, half history. Um, so yeah, I, I'll link it. I just felt like that was something fun to share. You know, moving across the country has not been for the faint of heart. It has been a crash landing. I've said that many times. So we have to take these little wins and just go awesome. You know, make it just makes you feel like you're part of the scenery, like I said. Um, this brings me to my quality thought of the week, which is to write a shitty first draft or two or three. Um, one thing that I do with my journalistic endeavors is I generally write kind of a stream of consciousness blurb, you know, long blurb about like the story and what I, what the, you know, what, what the idea of the, of the story is, um, when I'm doing a feature or profile. And obviously you wouldn't do this with a hard news story because you have a lot less creative leeway and freedom there. But when you're doing a profile or, you know, human interest kind of thing, there's so many ways you can come at a story and it's really important to just get your idea on the paper and then from there you can kind of chisel it down like it's a statue. You can kind of like get in there and just chisel things away or go, oh, this is kind of confusing, doesn't really make sense. And then from there you can put put in your quotes and kind of let the story unfold in a really organic way. But the first thing you do is sort of this like fart, you know, it's like the, it's like the art fart, I guess, the art fart. And you got to fart, you got to just fart out the art, the creativity. Um, I also do this a lot with my creative writing, obviously. Um, and with songwriting too, like sometimes the lyrics are just placeholder lyrics. That's very common. So the concept of a shitty first draft is just that, you know, it's going to be shitty and that frees up your mind to just let it be what it is and just know that you can go anywhere from there. And the only way you can screw it up is if you don't start. So hopefully that is inspiring for you this week. I'm glad I could catch up with you guys. And uh, until next time, sparkle hard, and I will see you next week.